Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Angelscapes with host Nancy Smith, your direct connection to finding your soul's power and wisdom. Join Nancy, Akashic Medium, in this interactive show to explore tools and steps you can take to create peace, calm, and confidence in your life. So now, please welcome the host of Angelscapes, Nancy Smith. What gifts can a spiritual life give you? Do you know how to manage difficulties from a spiritual perspective? And does prayer really help? Sometimes the way to understand ourselves is not clearly marked, and we have intuitive experiences that may create confusion and worries that we might worry that we might be crazy or we might be misreading something or we might feel like we're doing it wrong. We may react from fear React in fear from visions and voices that we might hear. Those are all intuitive experiences. Those are all from our spirit. There's Those are some spiritual gifts. So I have Susan with us, Susan Gale, and she is able to allow the words to come forward and coach people that will help people come forth and bring their own self-knowledge forward, which is really what a spiritual life is about, bringing your own inner wisdom forward. Um, where will uh, the steps what are the steps to understanding and focusing in intu- intuition? Where will that lead us, do you suppose? So hello, this is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith, and I would like to welcome Susan Gale. Susan helps manage a place of light, a spiritual center in Massachusetts. In the work she does now at the Place of Light, Susan holds a space where people can discover who they are and learn to listen to their inner voices. Those wonderful, beautiful spiritual inner voices. And she holds on to no matter what life serves them, we can hold on to these spiritual voices. And she teaches people how to do that. So welcome, Susan, to um, Angelscapes. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, too. You uh, I, We... Um, did you want to go talking about psychic children? And then you had mentioned to me that those psychic children grow up and become adults. And you have lots of cool stories on helping adults unfold to their psychic gifts, right? So how do you help people listen to their inner voices? Well, we have a class called Living in Your Heart. And in that class, people learn how to understand the energy of anything that they encounter because I believe that intuition is a language and in that language you learn how to read energy so whether it be the energy of the food that you're picking out or the energy of the plants around you or the energy of the people around you the energy of the weather um, the energy of the the universe at, at any point. That's what intuition does. It allows us to understand that energy and to read it, and therefore we're connected with everything that's around us. Wonderful. So we have a sense of connection to everything around us. So that, how do people 
I mean, when I have a sense of feeling nature around me and I feel connected, I, I have the sense of I'm not alone anymore, or I there's a higher power, there's something bigger than me. And how do people that you teach respond um, to uh, to the, knowing that they're not alone when they thought they were? Um, because we start with very small steps, and they learn how to read the energy of of different things that are that are really just ordinary everyday things out of nature like stones or feathers or plants and they feel it they actually physically feel the energy and they know that what they are receiving is true and they're they're listening to everybody else in the class get their messages and read the energy and so it Mm -hmm. doesn't start out like the way you're describing it starts with a great big huge picture, but we don't start with a huge big picture. We just mm-hmm. start with with small things and understanding that energy and very gradually people just naturally put it together. Oh everything mm-hmm. is energy and therefore I can connect my energy with the energy of anything else and understand each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, um a way to help people. This is something, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time learning is that we are energy too. I'm energy, you're energy. And then we have that inner spirit within ourselves. And um, that's a big deal to kind of come to terms with. How do you? I, I think it might be for some people. Yes. I, we are energy and it's not an inner energy or a higher energy. We, we are that energy and that energy is manifesting as the human being that we are right now but when the human being is gone we're still that energy that Mm -hmm. energy never ends um and it's been around since the beginning and so i think what i teach people is when we use the word i uh for lack of a better word I say I mean soul. It doesn't mean I Susan or I Nancy. It means I soul, my my mm-hmm. my true self. And yeah. that's who we really are. When we're not even if we're not Susan or Nancy anymore, we're still soul. Just soul. Yeah. 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 So if we're soul and we're spirit, and, and so we, I talked a little bit earlier about those inner voices of intuition, and sometimes people will hear those inner voices and go, oh, no, or, or right. so how do you, how do you know how, how, um... well, if you're thinking about something like, suppose I'm, I'm thinking about a, a certain situation and I come up with a solution. Well, that that's my brain thinking and coming up with solutions. But if I'm sitting there minding my own business, not thinking about something, and I'm sure you've done this too, and I just pick up the phone and call somebody who says, oh, I'm so glad you called. I was just getting ready to call you. That's your intuition because it didn't come as a thought. It came out of the blue. It came out of nowhere. And so then you know that's your intuition as opposed to being your thoughts or your imagination. Mm-hmm. And and if you know something that you really have no business knowing, because there's no way possible that you could know. I, I remember one time when my, I was taking my son to work and we were at an intersection. I said, oh, there's going to be an accident here. And sure enough, the next day, he came home and he said, remember where you said there was going to be an accident? And I said, yes. He said, well, it was almost me, but I remembered what you said, so I was careful. And the car that would have hit me just whizzed right on by. So that has to be your intuition because there's no way I could have known. um, Yeah, yeah. Out of the five senses. So anything that we know that's not from the five senses, that's our intuition. Hmm. Do you teach people how to develop and focus their intuition? Um, I teach people how to pay attention to it. It's there. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, it's already there. We just ignore it. So I teach people how to pay attention to their intuition. 
Yes. Okay. It's yeah. not a separate. It's not a separate skill. It's. It's just a matter of paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's what <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, the, the Buddhists believe our true self is perception, and that's what being intuitive is about: paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's paying attention, right? Um, there are times when people say they can feel their intuition and other times they say they can't, they just can't feel it. They don't know anything beyond right. This what happens in that when you can feel it sometimes and not feel it others. Well, sometimes we're not supposed to know something <laughs> and we're supposed to deal with it as it comes up. And sometimes we're just tired. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want to know, so we don't pay attention to it. But lots of times when we don't get it, it's usually because our body is, is tired. That's that's an important thing that people in class have to do is build up their stamina. Because in the beginning, when they're being open for like five or ten minutes straight, they get very tired and we have to take a break uh, before they can develop that kind of stamina to be open in a conscious way like that. Yeah. Uh, and other times, I mean, like a lot of people say, well, I only see spirit people at night. Well, that's because there's so much distracting you during the day. And at night, nothing's mm-hmm. distracting you. So you're right. able to see more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So you talk about spirit people, people in that are in spirit, on the spirit side. Right. So, yeah. So I think intuition is where, <clears throat> is, is the tools, that's where we, what we use to, to see mediums or mediumship or to see spirit on the other side is that you first start with your intuition and you start by building it up, getting stronger. How do you get stronger? Do you suppose? Practice. 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 Just practice and, and try to have what the Buddhists call a no mind. Stop thinking. Our thoughts Mm -hmm. are our biggest distraction and thoughts very seldom help us. Um, you know, worrying is is not a helpful activity at all. It gets us nowhere. Uh, the friend of mine posted on Facebook today, so the whole jar with the words, what if? And she said, if you mm-hmm. want to, you know, help yourself to all the what ifs and have yourself a nervous breakdown. Um, <laughs> it, oh, my God. Yeah, so true. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, we, we worrying, if, if you can come up with a solution, come up with a solution. If you can't, then either accept it or leave it. Um, so yeah. worrying really doesn't do any good. Sometimes uh, people put something aside for a while. I know this is the intention is that I'll find a resolution to this, but then somehow after getting away for it, from it and not thinking about it anymore, doesn't the answer sometimes sneak right in? Have you ever had that experience? Yes. Yes, yeah. you just leave it be yeah yeah so you on your um website we were kind of talking about this i'm not even knowing if i'm asking you the right way but there's and emotions are energy right and so when we feel those emotions going through us we can shift the energy that so that it positively affects the difficult emotions that we may be feeling so can we talk about that just for a tiny bit what what does that um yeah well what what we teach is that, you know, first of all, if you have an emotion, if you find yourself, that, if you're told you're too sensitive or that you are too emotional, then probably nine times out of ten, what you really are is an empath, which means that your brain picks up the energy of other people's emotions and treats it as if you are feeling it which is why empathic people are exhausted if they're in a crowd. Mm. If, if, if oh, you think yeah. about it, if, if suppose you're standing really close to five people. You've got five people around you within five or six feet. And one of these people had a big fight that morning, so they're angry. But the person standing next to them, is very excited because they're going to have a baby and they really wanted this baby. So this person's really happy. But the person next to them, their child is sick and they're worried and sad and anxious. 
it, 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 each person has these intense emotions. If you're an empath, you're getting all of that at once. Yeah. And you think yeah. it's and and you think it's yours, and you and you feel crazy because why am I feeling all these different things? I I have no reason for it, and that's the clue. You have no reason for it. Mm-hmm. So if you ever have an emotion that you have no reason for, it's not yours. Mm, yeah. It's simply yeah. not yours. So you don't have to pay attention to it. Well, I, I have a hard time going to the grocery store, for instance. And when I go in, I keep get my, a really upset stomach after after just, you know, 10 minutes of being in the yep. grocery store. So how yep. would you tell people like me who really hate going to the grocery store because they'll end up with an upset stomach or something um, to deal with it. How I, I started to just put my earbuds in and listen to music so I couldn't hear anything. But I, there's got to be some other tricks to do, right? Well, yeah. See, you distract yourself. That's what you're doing is you're distracting yourself so that you can't pay attention to it. And that that's a strategy that works for you. But if you <clears throat> ground yourself um, you also don't have to deal with those kinds of things. Grounding is one of the most important things that you need to be able to do to be uh, have good intuitive abilities that you can trust and are true. Yeah. When, yeah. We're, when we're when we're grounded, we are connected with the earth, and so we're anchored. And so we're connected I, with the earth, yeah, whatever yeah. we don't want, we can send to the earth. Yeah. Oh, so it's a two-way street. And so she how, just takes it as energy. Yeah. So how do you ground? What do you, Is it a thing that you think about doing, or do you stomp your feet? No. Or is there some, yeah. There is, there's nothing about intuition that involves thinking. I, I would always joke, you know, I, I was a teacher for a long time. I had my own school. And I was teaching people to critically, you know, think critically, to analyze, to compare and contrast all this. And now I teach people not to think at all. But we do need to think to do things in this in this world. But in the world of intuition, we don't need to don't think. think. So, so if you don't, if you don't think, what what do you do to make sure you're grounded? Um, All right, so there's an exercise. I don't know if we have time. I don't want to have a commercial right when we start. Yeah, Yeah, just, you know, we have a couple more minutes. We're going to, so we have, yeah, we have eight minutes left. So, um, I mean, you have to That'll be fine. We can do, we can do, we can do the grounding. Okay, so if, if people are listening, what I want you to do, it doesn't matter if you are, um, you know, on the tenth floor, if you're on the ground, this is all about energy. So you don't have to have your bare feet on the ground. That's a tactile thing. That's not an energetic thing. So what I want you to do is feel. Feel roots coming out of your feet and going into the earth. And every time you breathe out, I want you to feel those roots go more deeply and deeply into the earth until they've gone as deeply as they can go. Just pay attention to your breathing and pay attention to the roots. All your attention should be on the roots and your breathing. And once you feel these roots are as deeply as they can into the earth as they can go, pay attention to what you feel when you breathe in. Some people feel nothing. Some people feel a tingle. Some people feel a warmth. And this may happen in any part of your body. But for a lot of people, it happens in their feet first. Just pay attention to that feeling and let it spread throughout your body. So when you breathe out, your roots are latching on 
And when you breathe in, you allow the energy of the earth to come into you. That feels lovely. And yes, yes, it's very calming. And because the energy of the earth is very powerful. And you are made of exactly the same thing that the earth is made of. And that's why you can link with her like that. Because you made you look different, but you're made of the same thing. You, you are a certain percentage of water. The earth is a certain percentage of water. You are a certain percentage of oxygen. The earth is a percent, certain percentage of oxygen. So you, you, you connect. Perfectly, And so all that strength that's in the earth is also part of your connection. And this keeps you very stable, physically and emotionally. And it, like you said, it feels good. So if you can keep practicing being grounded and stay grounded throughout the day... A lot of that other energy that's affecting you won't even touch you. Well, that's just something very profound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how it felt for you. Oh, I just felt much, very relaxed. Um, I was able to, um, I, was, I was worried about a couple things, you know, um, technical things on the computer and for the show. And I just said, it's okay. I just, I felt grounded and I breathed. As I pulled it up in my breath, I just felt my shoulders drop. And then as I um, breathed out and imagined it going down through the roots, I just felt like I can't let this go. It's it's going to be okay. It's very lovely. I just feel clear-headed. Yeah. It's very nice. And And actually, when I help people when they do this, they feel like I'm pushing them down, but I'm not. It's just that they're sinking right into the earth. Mm. Oh, yeah. I felt that, too. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, now that I'm in this beautiful, peaceful place, um, you know, I want to kind of ask you the second part of emotions and energy. There are times when we are deeply affected by something and we have a tremendous amount of emotions or sometimes we're in a bad mood. So the grounding may is very helpful. But but, but say it's a, a trauma or some bad news or just anxiety right. that we can't quite get rid of. So how can we shift that emotions, um, not not to suppress it, but to just shift it to right. knowing that we're spirit. Yeah, yeah. Again, I go to what the, the Buddhists say, and they say that all suffering comes from attachments. When we have an expectation or an attachment to how something is supposed to act, mm-hmm. and it doesn't act that way, we get anxious or we get angry or we get nervous. And, and we react to it. It's a very, you know, Zen talks about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And not being, not bringing anything from the past with us and not going into the future, but just being in the moment without any thoughts about it. So if you see, it's like a, a first responder. A first responder sees an accident and they very seldom react to it because they're busy doing solutions. Okay, so this person's leg is broken, so I have to do this and all, and I have to keep them calm, and I have to be reassuring, and I have to be efficient, and I have to make sure this happens. So they're, they're busy with their tasks. You would not want a first responder to come to your accident and go, oh, my God, your leg is broken. Look at the bone sticking out. Doesn't that look terrible? <laughs> know. You know, I that know. that is. <laughs> yeah, so that that would not be a helpful first. Oh my gosh! So how do you suppose that we're gonna take a break in just a t- tiny bit? But when we come back, I I know that there's a lot of uh, first responders who are calm, but then they later they're they have trauma or they they have impact. Right. So we can right. talk a little bit about that when we come back. We're gonna um take a break, and I just wanted to tell you that I'm with Susan Gale. And um, her, you could reach her at friends of APOL at myxl.com. And you can go to um, a place of light on facebook.com. And, and the website is placeoflight.com. I mean, dot net. A, dot net. Pla, a place of light.net. Yeah. For Facebook, it's a place of light. 
and right. I, and I'm I'm this is Angelscapes. I'm Nancy Smith. I'm your host, and we're um, on Bold Brave Media, and we're also on TuneIn Radio and iHeart Radio, and we'll be right back. If you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. And welcome back. We're coming to you live. This is Angelscapes, and I am your host, Nancy Smith. We've been talking about Susan Gale, <coughs> about spiritual gifts and mostly shifting um, shifting your emotions because they're energy, but we'll talk about even more spiritual gifts as we go along. And I'm really excited um, to have you here, Susan. So let's continue on about um, those difficult times. I think you were you were talking about um, we were talking about how to handle when you do have an emotional response, and I think a lot of times our emotional responses are not to the situation, but are to our thoughts instead. And I have a, a really good example. I wasn't a bad accident, but I was in an accident once where I had stopped because there was this eagle feeding on some roadkill, and, and it, it wouldn't move. It wasn't, it, you know, it just gave me the stink eye and kept on eating. <laughs> so I, I was sitting there very patiently waiting, and I would beat my horn at it every now and then, but it still wasn't going anywhere. There's a car that had been following me that just ran into me. Oh. Even though I was stopped, completely stopped beating my horn at the eagle, it just ran into me. So we got out, and he said, well, you know, I didn't think you were going to come to a complete stop. Oh, now, yeah. He was listening to his thoughts. He was not paying attention to what was actually happening. Mm. He was paying attention to his thoughts and made his decisions based on what he was thinking instead of what was actually in front of him. And I think that is what we do so many times when we have an emotional response to someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was so grateful for that accident because it gives me such a wonderful example of how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that accident. Yeah, but no, it's true. It's, it's, um, he was thinking about what should be happening and, and expecting certain things to happen without observing. Right. Simple, being present right. and observing. What, what the heck? Wow. And I think that's what all of the stereotypes stuff comes from because we have an idea in our head of what somebody is like and we don't even know them. Mm. 
But yeah. listen to what our thoughts are that this person is like. Exactly. You know, exactly. All, all, all criminals are bad. That's not true. There's a lot of nice people in prison. They just made ridiculous choices. Yeah. And there are some bad people in the world, but not everybody that's in prison is a, a mean, hateful person. Correct. Correct. You have to get yeah. to know each person and decide who this particular person is, not what you think this person is because of a label. Exactly. Exactly. I, I so, think, I'm sure you've had plenty of conversations and I'm so have I where I've talked to somebody and I poured my heart out to them and then they come back and um, they say what they think I said. And it wasn't really clear close to what I said. And, and I, I don't, I'm always amazed when that happens, right. but they were expecting a certain thing from me. And so they didn't hear right. it. So that's staying in the present moment and listening is pretty good spiritual. And get out of your head. Get out of your head. Get, yeah. Get out yeah. of your head and live in your heart. And that's why we call our class living in your heart. Because when you live in your heart, you are in the present moment and you're reading the energy of the situation. You're not reading what your thoughts are about the situation. You're reading the energy. And the energy is true. Can't fake energy. Very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. How do you, um, what are some other tools that you use? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, which is not to say that people don't have traumatic things that happen to them. I mean, there are people who've been abused and their brain has a very difficult time with this kind of thing and does all kinds of things to to protect itself from the trauma of the abuse. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there, there is that kind of thing and, and there, there are people who have been trained to help you get out of the thought pattern that the brain has created, the reality that the brain has created for a very good reason, and to get back to what the present moment really is and to get us out of those past times. But if we can just keep seeing each moment with a clear mirror to see what it is, that this moment is not like the moment just before it. It stands on its own. And we have to look at it for what it is. I think that's a, a, a very good practice to keep from getting traumatized and emotional. Mm. So is that one of the things that you help when you're coaching your your um, people? Um, you, you help them Absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. Call, I call it thought-constructed realities. You cannot live in a thought-constructed reality. You have to live in what's really happening right in front of you. See, the, the man that hit me was living in a thought-constructed reality. She's not stopping. That was his thought. That was his reality. But it wasn't what was really happening. Hmm. How many, um, what do you suppose, how do you, would be a good way to get out of we're all stuck in what you call thought constructed realities kind of pretty much all the time, even getting in our cars and driving to wherever we're going to drive. There's a lot of thought there that, and we're not in the moment. How do you um, get people out of that? What, what tools do you use? Well, they, I, first of all, we practice being grounded. And then we, we have to look at what, the evidence is showing us, does the evidence support what we're thinking? Probably not. Probably not. I, I know of a, 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 a young man of color who was, um, he scored first on the firefighter's exam. And so he went for the interview and they told him he had to go down to the Equal Opportunity Office and so he's walking down the hall to go to the Equal Opportunity Office, and this man came up to him and looked at him and said, probation's over there. Mm. So mm. that man was living in his head. He didn't know anything about the guy he was talking to. He just knew what he thought about him. Yeah, he made a decision and without so, even asking. And, and so the, the guy who had aced the firefighter's test said, 
explained to him what he was doing, and then he looked at him and he said, and that's what I choose for me, but I, I see what you're choosing for me, and that's not my choice. Hmm. Which was a wonderful response, because, you know, he told this person who was trying to send him to probation, you're, you're, you're not living in the real world. Not living, you're not living in the real world. No, no. Yeah, you're making choices yeah. for me when you don't even know who I am. Yeah, yeah. This happens all the time. It's just such, a, such the yes, crazy. It, it, it does. It does. Yeah. It's it's a source of a lot of problems. Yeah, men. My religion is the only right religion. If you don't believe what I think, then then you're wrong. We we. Yeah. We have to just let each other be. Exactly. I mean, I I was um, talking to maybe you could tell me some stories of some of your your you know people that you work with. I have I have some clients that I work with where they're really struggling. So men do it to women, women do it to men, and they and they're really struggling with man. This man and his wife are struggling with each other, and they couldn't um, unlock their expectations from each other. So. <clears throat> Neither one could feel how much the other person loved them. Right, right. So what I would do is get them out of their head altogether and do um, energetic exercises. Not not academic kinds of or or therapy kinds of exercises, but energetic kinds of exercises where they can learn to read each other's energy, where they feel each other's energy, where they communicate thought to thought, practice communicating thought to thought, where they send each other emotions, where they learn to recognize that level of communication instead of just words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be so cool. You could have your... And we have a whole, we have a, in fact, we have a whole six-hour course on that for couples called Deeper Ways of Knowing. Um, to wow, help been, people thank learn you. What, to know each other in a more deep yeah. way. What what kinds of things are in the, this deeper ways of knowing? This is terrific. I I could have a lot of clients I could refer to. I'm sure a lot of people listening. Talk to yeah, me about just, that. Just, yeah, just just what I said. We we have them interact with each other energetically instead of with words or instead of what they think or means of communication, not using I statements, those kind of therapy kinds of things. We have them work with each other through energy. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's something that you you can't really fake, and, and you definitely feel it. And it's so different that they don't know what to think. So it eliminates that whole thing of of expectations because they don't know what to expect right right oh so and so what are some um success stories from that that you could share with us yeah and we yeah. use colors we use drawings we use anything that doesn't have to do with words nice nice wish i had a partner i will maybe i'll just do it with a friend that'd be kind yeah, of fun well it's we've had We've had, you know, couples come in. We've had friends come in. We've had parent and children come in to, to take this course. Very nice. And what do you think is the biggest takeaway <clears throat> that these people coming in to learn this? And then they, what are they, what are they saying that they're going away with? I never realized. <laughs> I never realized how much is going on. I never realized how much was influencing what I do that I don't even pay attention to. Wow. I, I wow. never I never understood how much energy affects everything. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Just to open up to how their energy affects everything but their own energy effects right everything too yeah I, th- I think a lot of people don't oh we're going to take a break a minute but i have to leave this with i think a lot of people really don't know how they impact other people and the world they really just don't no. know how to read it they don't know if, if you i bet you if you could teach one class that would be a really important class but we're gonna um take a break 
we're gonna gonna be back to talk to Susan about some more of this really cool stuff. And um, <clears throat> just wanted to tell you, you could find me on angelscapes.net. And you can look, find me on Facebook of Nancy as Angelscapes. And you can join my Facebook group, Soul Power Living Tools to Create the Life You Want and Love. And look for Susan Gale at um, placeoflight.net or on Facebook, A Place of Light. Lots of good information, especially right now. We've been talking a lot about prayer on your Facebook page. Hopefully we can talk a little bit about that, too. Sure. So this is um, Angelscapes. I'm your host, Nancy Smith, and we'll be right back. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from boldbravemedia.com. This is Angelscapes. I'm your host, Nancy Smith, and we're wrapping it up with Susan Gale. Um, Susan, I, I kind of, you said something really important about prayer, and I, I wanted you to start saying that. I have to understand that prayer is not religious. Talk to me about the yeah. prayer. That yeah, yeah. When, well, we've been... We have themes on our Facebook, and for um, four weeks we've been talking about prayer. We're about halfway through it right now. And, but we're not talking about prayer in terms of real, a religious sense, but rather the energy of prayers. Uh, prayers are thoughts, right? And thoughts uh, are energy. And so uh, the exercise this week is, is what would you be praying for if every thought you had was considered a prayer. And on our our group page, your unique connection to spirit, I put that. What 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 would you be praying for? One woman said sarcasm. And another person <laughs> said paying bills. Um, <laughs> you know what, what what are we praying for? If if you thought that if you believe that every thought counts as a prayer, and in a way, energetically, it does, because every thought we have is an energy. That energy resonates with like energies. So if you're always worried about not being able to pay your bills, that energy will resonate with experiences where, guess what? You can't pay your bills. So you are creating the very thing that you don't want because that's what you're dwelling on. Mm. Okay. And so that's very, very important. Another week we talked about prayers being of gratitude in the indigenous or the Native American community and other similar communities around the world. Uh, 
prayers are always a gratitude. There's never any asking for anything. There's just being grateful. What would it be yeah, if you yeah. were so grateful and, and, and full of gratitude that you were just weeping with gratitude when you were praying? Mm-hmm. How would that change your life? What kind of energy does that bring to your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of build up to that, maybe. <clears throat> but how, how can you oh, find perhaps. that gratitude? From the person who's praying sarcasm and cynicism, how do they move to gratitude? There must be some baby well, steps to take. Yeah, well, yeah, well you have to, it was, in changing your thoughts, you just have to take one predominant thought that you have a lot that you um, don't want to have and think about what you want to replace it with. So mm-hmm. that every time, suppose you have the thought, I'm not enough. Well, somebody I was working with the other day, he said, I, I always tell myself I, I, I'm not, I need to do better. I said, but you're doing the best you can. Right now, your best is different every day, but right now you're doing the best you can because that's the kind of person you are. So every time you want to say, I have to do better, tell yourself instead, I'm doing the best I can which puts you yeah. in a whole different frame of mind than I need to do better. Which is just another way of saying I'm not good enough. Mm. And sometimes doing the best you can will will grow into something better. And But that's not the point. Well, you the point can't is, do more than your best. I mean, our best exactly. is different every day. Yeah, I mean, exactly. When, my cakes don't turn out the same every time I bake one. Uh, you know, and, and anything that I do on a regular basis is still different from day to day. Um, sometimes I make a lot of mistakes when I'm when I'm keyboarding, and sometimes I don't. But the times that I do is probably because I'm tired or I'm paying attention to something else or those kinds of things. But it's still the best I can do for what I where I am at that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thought form. To to yeah. use to pray, yeah, yeah. What do you do when there's um, prayer for? Um, a lot of times there'll be prayerless or prayer f- for something to be different. A person who is very ill or who has been hurt, and you're praying for them. Talk, let's talk about that. You know, you're um, praying for something to be different than what it is. Personally. How do we know what's better for somebody? How many times have you heard about people who had cancer and it was a life-changing thing for them? Because they had cancer, they learned to appreciate life more. They they learned to see the beauty around them. They learned to to appreciate everything that was going on around, which they would have never done if they hadn't had cancer or some other serious illness. Mm-hmm. How, how 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 can we possibly know what's best for somebody else? We hardly know what's best for ourselves. Right, we, right. We, we hardly know what, what we need, much less be able to decide what others need. So I, I don't know. For me, it's just I, yeah. I, I can't know. I'm not enough. I'm not enough to know. You know, I, my my sister's very ill right now, and and she's probably, she's at her end stage. You know, and I just am grateful that I had her as my sister for this long, and that we are as close as we are. Mm, beautiful, and that's yeah. what I focus on. Okay, it's she, beautiful. She's not going to get better. Yeah. Her body's not yeah. going to get better. But there's nothing wrong yeah. with my sister. Just there's a lot wrong with the body, but nothing's wrong with my sister. And she says the same thing. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm fine, but the body's not functioning very well. And I don't yeah. know how long I'm going to be able to stay here, but I'm fine. Yeah. It's like a, a state of grace is what I think it is. Yep. I think of it as a prayer to enter a state of grace of accepting what is and 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 um, bringing the best forward, that being available for the best forward from spirit or something. Um, 
Yeah. But, but it's a, it's a powerful um, tool yeah. to help and work through. And it keeps through. your frame of mind in a better place. Yeah. Because then if yes. you pray for yeah. somebody to get better and they don't, then you feel betrayed. When How do we know what was the right thing? I we know, know what I, we think, yeah. but what's that? Yeah, I remember when my my years ago my mom was ill, and uh, my dad wanted her to get better, but she wasn't gonna get better. And there was a huge, a huge learning there, to accept yeah. that where she was and 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 love her where she was. So we just just gonna close now. And thank you so much, Susan, for being with us. You always two wonderful shows. You you brought some really beautiful. Um, Wisdom to us. Um, I just want to say that uh, Place of Light, placeoflight.net, you can find Susan and um, you can email Susan at apolfriends at earthlink.net and check out their website and check out the Facebook page. There's lots of wisdom there. Thank you, Susan. Um, again, Facebook is A Place of Light and you can yep. find me at angelscapes.net. Thank you so much for coming on. And I, I just well, thank you for blessings. having me. Oh, you're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, just remember to pray. Remember remember your spirit. Remember that you are a spiritual being and appreciate yourself for who you, who and where you are because you're perfect where you are. So and, until next time, this is the last show for season two. We're going to take a break for the month of July. We'll be back in August with a brand new format. I'll, I'm excited to um, present that in August and you'll be surprised. So tune in then. There'll be tons of um, <clears throat> reruns through July, so so don't so don't be too much of a stranger, and um, have a wonderful summer, everyone. Susan, have a wonderful summer, and may your fan run strongly for the rest of this hot season. <laughs>